How's it going, everybody? I'm Brian for Pop Culture Crossing, and today we are talking about The Thomas Crown Affair. Released in 1968 and directed by Norman Jewson, The Thomas Crown Affair is a stylish mystery thriller. The movie features an intriguing plot that is brought to life by great actors and is accented by strong technicality. If you're looking for a classic heist movie or just a mystery flick set in the 60s, then you will not be disappointed by this film. The story focuses on Thomas or Tommy Crown, a Boston-based bank magnet. Now, while his operations and business may be lawful, he is actually living a double life in that he orchestrates and executes the robberies of other banks. The stolen monies are then quickly sent to secure Swiss bank accounts. The heists baffled banks and police, who enlist the assistance of Vicki Anderson, a pragmatic insurance investigator who stops at nothing until she brings her targets to justice. The powerful personalities of Anderson and Crown are brought together as the investigation progresses, but the nature of their interactions are quite different than each of them expected. The pacing moves along well. It starts by grabbing the audience's attention and maintains that throughout the entire movie. Not surprisingly, the story's mystery and thrilling elements are key in accomplishing this. It should be noted that the tactful pacing complements the movie's storyline and style. If you're looking for a high-octane, action-packed heist film akin to the 2003 Italian Job or similar films, you will not find that here. Thus, the calculated pace will not be suitable or enjoyed by everyone. The matters surrounding the planning and execution of the initial heist are captivating. Seeing both sides of Crown only feeds into the mystery and motivation behind his actions and decisions. Shortly after the robbery, the police open their case and begin collaborating with Anderson, who sets her sights on finding the culprit. For the most part, this flows smoothly and has a natural presentation. The pacing, however, is not perfect. A well-known romantic sequence takes place during a chess game, and this scene was really protracted and hampered the pace and should have had more editing. Key tonal and thematic topics revolve around reality distortion or the notion of reality versus perception. In effect, the people and situations presented in the Thomas Crown Affair are quite different than how they may seem from an outside perspective or from the perspective of someone who is not intimately associated with the situations. The most evident example of this is Crown himself, because like I mentioned, he is living a double life, and if you look at him from his business uh, perspective, you would think that there's nothing wrong with him. But you peel that back and you start seeing who he really is, and that really conflicts with this false reality that he is trying to create. On the surface, it may seem odd that a rich, affluent individual would take on the unnecessary risk of being involved in a crime to merely gain more wealth. One question that should be asked, and is in some regard by a police officer in the movie, is why would such a person need more money when they are already in the upper income bracket. Yet this very line of thought may actually help explain why such individuals would do this, and such a person would likely consider himself or herself to be the last suspect that police would investigate. They may even believe that this would open up the door for them to uh, commit the quote-unquote perfect crime. Conversely, this logic actually very well makes them a perfect suspect. 
Though somewhat complex, the movie actually communicates this message quite well. Although this is the central theme, general crime, mystery, thrilling aspects, and romantic tension round out the Thomas Crown Affair's tones. The performances, particularly from Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway, are excellent. McQueen's crown is at once debonair and nefarious. The calm manner in which he lives his life and orchestrates his crimes are shocking and are a result of an inspired performance. However, Crown does enjoy daredevil hobbies and having fun. Deep down, it appears as though Crown is a big, undisciplined adolescent who has fun and commits crimes because he thinks he can get away with them. Crown's signature laugh, which is a well-acted highlight, reflects this concept, and that he just laughs and thinks that he's so arrogant, and well, he actually is arrogant and thinks that he can get away with all this and fool the society at large. Overall, viewers can really see Steve McQueen having a lot of fun in this role. Faye Dunaway's Vicki Anderson, the attractive and tough-as-nails insurance investigator, is also outstanding and is a perfect match for McQueen and Crown. The way in which her Type A personality comes face-to-face with Crown's powerful and disarming persona is especially great. McQueen's and Dunaway's on-screen chemistry is terrific. While the synergy may appear more flirtatious than investigative, it is clear that Crown is very protective and wary of other people, and that Anderson is determined and will stop at nothing until she catches the criminal mastermind. The interactions are nice and create a balance between the characters and the story, and the situation is just compounded by the fact that both individuals are highly manipulative. Throughout the movie, viewers will try to predict the outcome of each character's arc, and fortunately, by the end of the movie, it resolves quite nicely. In addition to great story and performances, the Thomas Crown Affair boasts strong technicality. The cinematography and editing are effective and nuanced, Bird's eye view and Dutch tilt shots, coupled with the use of reflections, add flair to the cinematographic compositions. Close-ups and the rule of thirds are effectively incorporated. And if you don't know, the rule of thirds is kind of this photographic and cinematographic rule that if you have a composition, you kind of want to divide it into thirds, and you more or less want to frame your subjects along one of the lines. You don't necessarily want your subject to be right in the middle, but I say this as I'm right in the middle of this. It just kind of depends, and in terms of photography or cinematics, it can kind of make more unique shots. Some of the heist shots and style really reminded me of scenes from Hitchcock's North by Northwest, which is a compliment. The cinematography and editing are closely related. The use of split screen and tiling is a significant highlight of the movie. The shooting and editing effect allows for both simultaneous and complex storytelling, and granting audiences the ability to simultaneously observe multiple characters and points of view is really impressive. And in one instance, it illustrates Crown weaving his plan by bringing seemingly disparate elements together for this perfect execution of his crime. This effect also effectively showed the chaos of the world. While the lives of everyday people who are unrelated to the story may be displayed in some of the screens, it really shows how, through all this chaos of the Bostonian life, Crown is able to concurrently implement a complex tactical plan, 
all while everyone is going about their daily business. The way in which Crown's control was captured and filmically communicated is remarkable. Unfortunately, this special effect of split screening was not consistently utilized. Some of the split screens, especially during a polo game sequence, were too kaleidoscopic and became dizzying as a viewer. On other occasions, multiple screens of the same shot were shown and it was kind of odd why they were utilizing that effect to show the exact same thing. As a result, it did not always reflect the complexities of life or the story, but in some instances actually became more of an unnecessary device. From a viewer's standpoint, these examples in particular made the split screens seem as though they were being used simply for the sake of being used. The film's production design is another great feature. Sets have a great look and the Office of Crown's bank reflects the modernity of the workplace. Similarly, Crown's property mirrors his affluence. His study is well decorated and has beautiful wood paneling and was one of the fav my favorite sets in the movie. And the wardrobe is fashionable and is paired well with the characters, particularly Crown and Anderson. Norman Jewson's direction of the Thomas Crown Affair is noteworthy for its creation of intrigue and tension and its illustration of complex storytelling. The performances Jusin is able to elicit from McQueen and Dunaway are also incredible. The strong technicality also shows Jusin's savoir-faire and the fact that he was among those on the cutting edge of cinematic trends. He should be commended for the application of split-screen editing, though it should have been used more intentionally. Further evidence of Jusin's strong direction is demonstrated by the film winning the Academy Award for Best Music Original Song. The composition, entitled The Windmills of Your Mind, is well-suited and adds further style to the movie. If you hear this song after you watch The Thomas Crown Affair, it will likely bring back memories of the movie. And Jusin's picture also received the Academy Award nomination for Best Music Original Score for a motion picture that was not a musical. In the end, The Thomas Crown Affair is a first-rate classic mystery film. If you enjoy subtle cat-and-mouse mysteries that are complex and will keep you guessing, then you should not miss this movie. Its memorable elements, strong performances, and striking technicality are to be enjoyed and appreciated by viewers. So that's my review of The Thomas Crown Affair. Be sure to let me know your thoughts in the comments below and on our social media channels. As always, there is a full detailed written review at popculturecrossing.com. And don't forget to check out and subscribe and review our audio podcast versions available on iTunes and Google. In the meantime, why don't you let me know what your favorite Steve McQueen movie is. I look forward to hearing what you have to say there. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Bye.